Today's reading is taken from James chapter 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also, also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is pure, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I wonder if, like me, you're struck by the pictures that James paints in this letter. Can you think of a time when your words, however unintentionally, have been like the spark of a fire that wreaks havoc with alarming speed? Perhaps a passing comment that caused offence and led to disharmony? Or like a sailing boat, have your words been the rudder that sets you on a course of action that resulted in an outcome that was far removed from the good intentions you envisaged? Uncomfortable questions, perhaps, but undoubtedly part of the human experience. And whilst James acknowledges that we all stumble in many ways, he does not want his readers to settle for an untamed tongue. Some of you might know that I work as a speech therapist, so I spend a lot of my time thinking about how and why words and language are formed in the way they are, and how we can make communication better. The tongue itself is a complex group of muscles unfettered at one end and able to make many a complex sound and utterance, but of course the tongue is nothing without our thoughts and feelings. As James points out, the tongue reveals what is in our hearts and minds. Whereas the words can stain the whole body, the root of the problem is not so much the tongue, but rather the heart and mind that stimulates it. 
James makes it clear that even when we bless the Lord, if we also curse, it is plain for all to see what our true thoughts and feelings are. For believers, this contradiction should not be so. Intriguingly, in verse 2, James talks about a perfect man who can bridle his whole body, not just the tongue. And in verse 8, he mentions humans who are unable to tame the tongue. At first, the futility of human efforts to tame the tongue might seem disheartening, but I wonder if this contrast is a clue to a way forward. If humans can't, perhaps perfect man, Jesus, can. And maybe he can help us. In verse 17 and 18, James reveals the wisdom from above and lists the characteristics that reveal a pure heart. It's an attractive list peace-loving, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, resulting in a harvest of righteousness. But coming to the end of this chapter, I have the feeling that I've been left hanging, a beautiful aspiration but little guidance about how to achieve that. Perhaps that is the challenge of reflecting on a small chunk of a longer letter. So it might be helpful for us to look back I invite you to pause and read James chapter 1 verse 19 to 27 if you have time. You'll notice that James has already introduced the idea of a bridled tongue in his letter. Helpfully he also has some tips for believers as they seek to tame their tongue. First, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Second, be doers of the word. Thirdly, live a life of service. And fourthly, live a life of discipline. Christchurch, let it be so.